You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football, we're the dudes that know football. And you've just crossed over into the Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We are the football dudes. Dave, are you ready, bro? Oh, yeah. We're getting so close to the NFL season. Yeah, next stop. Besides the season is the trend zone it is wednesday july 19th we're coming to you from los angeles california beautiful 74 degrees it's getting a little hot up here in the valley day we don't have that <laughs> nice breeze blowing off the ocean there on the west side so uh yeah, the offshore breeze really treat me right so, so tasty dude oh man and we're back dave teams reporting to yeah. camp the new york jets 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 they're there, but we're going to go to the NFC East, and we're going to go ahead and start with the Washington Commanders. They were the fourth-place team, uh, finished 8-8-1, eight, eight, right in the mix for a playoff spot up until yep. the end of the season. Ron Rivera into his fourth year, his first non-losing season in Washington. Dave, are these commandos turning it around? Wow. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a it's a big season to determine whether or not they're headed in the right direction or not. Uh, one of the big stories here, of course, is uh, the removal, the addition by subtraction uh, oh. in the ownership category. Certainly uh, the uh, sale from Dan Snyder uh, to uh, the new owners there um, should be uh, so, certainly a relief or uh, of a burden here. Uh, that the fans have felt for a long time. Yeah, I've loved that burden because with the little general there, <laughs> it meant that things were not going as they should. Uh, I'm worried that right. new ownership is going to get that thing turned around. But, Dave, they started with a real nice draft. They thought they might go quarterback there at 16, but they didn't. They chose to build onto that defense. Yeah, and it was uh, an interesting pick with Emmanuel Forbes, the Mississippi State uh, cornerback, uh, certainly the productivity was there with six interceptions, three pick sixes just last season. But the question, of course, is his size. He was just 166. Ooh. I think he's weighed in a little heavier than that recently. But man, oh, man, that is a lot conceivably a liability when it comes to trying to stay healthy and making tackles out on the football yeah. field. So big question marks there. And you think about some of the size of those receivers he's going to have to try to body <laughs> up against in that division. Right. Uh, but they also, Dave, they did a lot to try to shore up that offensive line for no matter who plays quarterback. Yeah, and in the draft, they they brought in uh, center Ricky Stromberg um, and uh, also in the fourth round, uh, Braden Daniels, an offensive tackle. So that helps to bolster an offensive line. They went into free agency as well. Uh, with an effort to build up that line, bringing in a couple of veterans in offensive guard, Nick Gates, and right tackle, Andrew Wiley. Uh, so they're thinking that that whole thing coming together is really, really uh, address their issues on the offensive line. They gave up a crap load of sacks uh, last year. They needed to do something with that part of the uh, the offense there, and they made a handful of changes here, and they think that they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, dude, and that's piggybacking off of getting a couple of great picks on the offensive side of the ball in the 2022 draft, dude, with uh, Jahan Dotson and Brian Robinson. What a story for that guy. Yeah, obviously a very difficult start to Brian Robinson's career, but when uh, certainly a, almost a, a miracle to be uh, shot and to still be able to play an NFL season, uh, even with missing a handful of games there. But the productivity uh, and the explosiveness for Robinson was clear, uh, and that is 
along with Dotson adds to the pieces that they've really accumulated on this offense. I mean, you're looking at some really talented guys in the receiver category now with McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. They still have Curtis Samuel there. Um, and then then you add Brian Robinson, and he's there with Antonio Gibson. They're going to try and use him, yeah. Gibson, more as a sort of a receiving type back. Or uh, And Robinson is obviously going to be uh, carrying the bulk of the loads. But this is a really talented position group. Yeah, and I guess the question mark for the offense would be the quarterback position, which has been that way in Washington for a while. They got Sam Howell from UNC in the fifth round last year. He was good enough to beat my Cowboys uh, the last week of the season, but they also brought in Jacoby Brissett. It's only a one-year deal, so those guys will battle it out. They're really hoping Sam Howell will be the guy moving forward, though. Yeah, it does seem like they're they're counting on Sam Howell to win that job, and they're using Brissett as that. It couldn't get, you know, I mean, he had a pretty nice season last year uh, before he saw the bench there. But uh, I feel they feel like they've got a they've got their floor and it's not that that there, you know. But now they have the ceiling with Howell and they're expecting him to to grow into the position and into the leadership now that he has, uh, you know, a full offseason and uh, as the starter as a proposed starter. And also, Casey, a huge, huge element here is bringing in offensive coordinator. Um, Eric Bieniemy from the yeah. Chiefs. He's out of the shadows uh, of Andy Reid, which is now we get to hard find to out. do. That's a big right. shadow. It's a big shadow. It's a very big <laughs> shadow. And uh, you know what? This is his chance to show. Uh, we know that um, Rivera is a uh, defensive-oriented head coach by all means, and this is going to be Bieniemy's deal. So can he develop the quarterback um, with the new offensive line in place? A lot of skill uh, at, at the uh, skill positions there, and. Uh, when you look at it on the defensive side, this defense uh, was excellent going. So yeah. that's, the problem with this team was not on the defensive side of the football. They were third in yards allowed and seventh in points allowed. Um, and so basically uh, that that defense is is as you know is a stout unit there. And another thing, they they re-upped uh, the defensive tackle to Ron Payne on a four-year, ninety million dollar deal. They're keeping Chase Young at bay. Didn't pick up that fifth-year option on him, but he's still there. So they maybe light a fire on his butt. But this is a solid defense. Yeah, dude. And if they can get any stability on the offensive side of the ball to go with this, they're going to be right there. They were right there last year. So um, I like what's going on in Washington, unfortunately. All right, Dave. Up next, the New York football giants. They were third place. They finished the season 9-7-1. They beat the Vikings in the wild card round 31-24 and then got absolutely dismantled by the Philadelphia Eagles 38-7. But uh, Brian Dayball looks like he's the man there, dude. Yeah, I mean, a fantastic start to Dayball's uh, you know, head coaching career. Obviously, we, we were excited about what he was doing over there in Buffalo. Uh, and now uh, what he's done with, um, with the quarterback uh, here in uh, Dimebag Danny. But um, also they have Mike Kafka at offensive coordinator there. He's sort of a quarterback guru, former quarterback guy under uh, Andy Reid back in the day there. And um, on the defensive side, second season for Don Martindale uh, there, Don Wink Martindale. uh, And he's got a a track record of putting together some really uh, creative blitz oriented type defenses. So um, it's pretty nice coaching staff that they're throwing together there. Yeah, they get their first playoff win for those Giants since 2011. But, Dave, I really like what's going on with the second-year GM, Joe Scone, dude. He's put back-to-back drafts, really righteous drafts, back-to-back, man. And uh, 
this team is definitely trending in the right direction as well. Um, just adding, you know, getting strength with every position. Yeah, cornerback Deontay Banks was the first dude uh, that they grabbed, and he's sort of what what you would consider a lockdown corner. So he helps that side of the football. Uh, they also bring in center uh, John Michael Schmitz. His and name is my name round- too. Yeah, there you go. In in the third round, Casey, they got Jalen Wyatt, the Tennessee wide receiver, who some saw as a as a as a potential first round pick. So getting him in the third round, great value. And then in the fifth round, they bring in uh, running back Eric Gray. He may be required to do a little more uh, than they would hope, depending on the Saquon Barkley situation, how that shakes out. Yeah, dude, Hyatt and Gray both very productive for their college teams. And that's putting it on top of the 22 draft, dude, that went fifth overall, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, and then in the first round, too, they got tackle Evan Neal from Alabama. Started a little bit slow, but really got it going after he kind of got his groove there. And then Wandale Robinson, the receiver out of Kentucky, man, um, this guy started making plays towards the last half of the season last year, too. No question that this team has uh, put together a couple of solid drafts uh, back-to-back here, Casey. So uh, it does seem like they are heading in the right direction. Um uh, you, you mentioned bringing in Wandale Robinson, and then they have uh, Hyatt from this year's draft. You add that to um, the receiving group that they kept, they retained, which is Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard still there uh, with a lot of potential there. Then they added Paris Campbell and Jamison Crowder uh, as well to this group and then traded for Darren Waller. I mean, they've really they've stocked the cupboards mm-hmm. when it comes to dudes that can make plays with the football. Uh, they need uh, more consistency uh, uh, out of the quarterback position. As yeah. simple as that. Daniel Jones has got to deliver the football. And he was pretty good at that last year. Dave, going yeah. into this offseason, they thought that they could probably fan, uh, franchise Dimebag, and they wanted to get Saquon's deal going. Good plan. They weren't able to do that. So now <laughs> Dimebag signed his four-year 160. But Saquon's even threatened about – sitting out the season, man. I don't blame him. It's a weird time to be a kick-ass running back in this league. It's not the best time. No, it's a shame indeed. And uh, it might have been better for him to have signed whatever that $13 million a year deal was. Obviously, you don't know the parameters of the contract, so we can't really say whether it was a jip or not. But um, yeah, I I could see him disgruntled. And, you know, he's also already being a very high draft pick. He's already made a lot of money. So Him holding back and getting fined, or he's not even going to get fined because he didn't sign it. Him holding back to the last, last, last second, I mean, it's not going to kill him as much as a guy that uh, emerged in a, as a later draft pick yeah. and didn't have already $30 million bucks in the bank. You know, if I was Saquon, I would go ahead and sit out that week one matchup, <laughs> you know, make sure I'm ready for the season, you know, Statement, two or three, right? that's fine. But yeah, stay out for a week one. But Dave, the biggest problem with this Giants team was not being able to stop the run. Yeah, run defense, 31st in yards per carry last year, 5.2. I don't think, I don't know who who could be even worse than that. Let's not point any fingers. But <laughs> moving forward, they did bring in um, linebacker Bobby o- Okereke from the Colts. Okay. That's about all. The, <laughs> that was an okay move, but that's about all they seemingly did really to address this defense. Yeah, man, we will see if they get it going. Okay, this is our plug, the subscription to the Trend Zone, which you are now listening to, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe now. 
All right, Dave, it's time to get to the glamour boys. We're talking the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> 12 and 5 last year. That was good enough for Cowboys. second place. They sent Tommy, Tom Brady, into retirement with that 31 to 14 beatdown at Tampa Bay in the wild card. Nice. But once again, could not get it done against the 49ers, losing a brutal game, 19 to 12. Big Mike McCarthy going into his fourth year, back to back 12 win seasons, Dave. That's pretty good. But he's yeah. going to have more duty on his coaching to-do list. I said duty. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> well, Casey, you know what? They obviously dismissed Kellen Moore. It's one of the biggest offseason moves for two teams. Uh, and uh, you've said it yourself, Mike McCarthy, if he's going out, he's going to go out make calling the shots. And uh, give him credit for that. Uh, he, they do have Ryan Schottenhammer as the uh, OC in place there, but it's going to be McCarthy's gig there. Uh, and he's got, you know, a lot to, to to do to show that, you know, that move is was the right move because uh, Kellen Moore's offense ranked fourth in scoring last season, even though Dak missed five games. So uh, certainly, um, you know, McCarthy, again, taking on a bigger role in terms of the offense here and expecting to maybe hopefully improve the run game, not score as many points, but be more in control of the football game. Yeah, kind of call that game from a head coach's perspective, not just an OC's perspective. We'll see how yeah. that works out. It's going to be very interesting. The best, though, they retained Dan Quinn. There was a lot of speculation that he would take a head coaching job somewhere else. But, Dave, he wanted to stay right put with that uh, Dallas Doomsday <laughs> 2.0 defense, baby. Yeah, I think he's pretty happy with the personnel there on the defensive side, certainly. Uh, and from the Cowboys' big picture perspective, uh, if things don't go well this season, he's a great guy to sort yeah. of uh, make that maneuvering say maybe he is doing the right thing to get head coaching position. He could be the Cowboys coach. But let's not uh, get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, this uh, this Cowboys defense is obviously uh, stacked with talent, and it starts um, – obviously right up there at the front with the defensive end slash linebacker. Um, Micah, uh, freaking Micah Parsons, Parsons. Thank you. <laughs> he joins up with Demarcus Lawrence, et cetera, et cetera. And, and a really, really uh, talented defensive group. And they brought in obviously uh, in the draft, uh, they address that defense from maybe one of the only weaknesses, the interior of the defense there. Uh, they bolster that uh, in the first round of the draft, bringing in a Michigan, Michigan guy in um, what is his name? Casey? Mozzie, uh, Smith. Mozzie, Mozzie Smith. Right. Yeah, so, they thought Gallimore would be that tackle and they've not gotten the, the production up front. Uh, stopping the run is one of the things that held the Cowboys back, especially in that mm -hmm. Niners game, giving up almost 90 yards rushing in the second half. Uh, they brought in Hankins from the Raiders last year. They re-signed him to a one-year deal. They're hoping Mozzie Smith can clog up that front, too, and let those pass rushers really eat. Second round, they got uh, tight end Luke Schoomaker from Michigan as well. Um, there was thought that they would try to get up there and get Dalton Kincaid, but the Bills got him early. But then they yep. also landed uh, Marvion Overshone from Texas. It's been a kind of a linebacker safety slash, never had a real position home. Those are the type of guys Dan Quinn just loves to mold into his defense day. But maybe yeah. the biggest draft pick was the uh, fifth rounder they sent over to the Colts <laughs> for Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there, Casey. Uh, they, 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 this was a huge pickup, and <laughs> and and not a huge package though. With five uh, five foot five inch, one hundred seventy nine pound Deuce Vaughn coming into the mix there. Um, he, the, the dude is just a big time playmaker. Completely reminds me of Darren Sproles uh, back in the day. Just that 
little engine that could and the shiftiness. Uh, I mean, this guy coming in there, uh, one of the draft stories as well, considering his dad gave him the call uh, that the Cowboys were picking him. But uh, Deuce Vaughn could end up being a, a much, much bigger player or, or, you know, different different things, special teams uh, and that other running back that that can uh, to really make some exciting plays. Yeah, they really like Malik Davis, too. He's going to have a bigger opportunity. Uh, obviously, Zeke is sitting out there floating in the free agent world. I don't know that he would uh, be offered a deal that would seem appropriate for him to come back, but it's all going to be on Tony Pollard coming back from the injury. Um, yeah. He had his best year as a pro last year. And Dave, that's coming off. Get back to the 22 draft. Tyler Smith, the uh, the tackle out of Tulsa. It was a head scratcher last year. When they redid a, a redraft, this guy would have been top 10, came in, was very versatile, played some guard, played some tackle. They're hoping that he's going to be a cornerstone on this offensive line for a while. And the news came out today that now Zach Martin, I don't know if it was the matting rating, that got him a little pissed off about where he sits <laughs> contract-wise. But if there's anybody that deserves it, it's this guy, dude. He's been one of the best, if not the best, interior linemen since he's been in the league. No question. And he's still got two years left on that deal. He feels like he's underpaid. And uh, if that means that he has to, uh, all, you know, make a stand here, uh, we'll see if the Cowboys can uh, sort of rework that deal for him and make him uh, less disgruntled. Yeah. And dude, uh, in second, uh, fifth rounds last year, Sam Williams, the the edge rusher from UNC, he really came on. And Deron Bland, dude, this guy was a steal in the fifth round, was starting late in the season out of necessity. But it looks like he's probably going to hold on to that job this year. But Dave, the Cowboys normally just take care of their own, re-signing their own player. They got Vander Esch back on that one-year deal. Dante Fowler Jr., he's back, dude. But they also traded a pick to go out and get Brandon Cooks from the Houston Texans. And this is the number two receiver that was missing last year. Michael Gallup coming back from that injury mm -hmm. wasn't his full self yet. Uh, Cooks automatically has some top-end speed to this offense. Should be fun. Yeah, no question about it. And, and not a bad uh, deal there. And they also got the the um, Texans to take on $6 million of a salary. So it wasn't, uh, it was a decent uh, in terms of the draft pick compensation and then also the salary. I mean, it was a real nice move, sort of no lose scenario. And like you said, yeah. with Gallup now coming back and hopefully being more himself, uh, the guy that, you know, before he was derailed by that injury. And uh, yeah, this could be a really, this could be the missing piece for that offense to really start clicking uh, on, on all cylinders there. Not that they weren't already a very efficient offense. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. These guys got to get over that San Fran hump and they'll get their first shot week five of the season when they head out to Levi's Stadium. All right, Dave. Up next, the NFC East champs, the Philadelphia Eagles. They finished Woo. the season 14-3. and three. They beat the Gigantes in that wild card round, 38-7. They beat the 49ers. Uh, in the NFC Championship with uh, Josh Johnson coming in, who was a <laughs> former Bronco, had to get that start after Purdy got hurt in that game, and uh, San Fran couldn't do anything. And then one of the best Super Bowls as of late, they just couldn't get it done <sighs> against those Chiefs, 38-35, to baby. But Nick Sirianni um, done pretty well with this squad going to his third year. No question about it. Uh, he's uh, of the coaches hired in 2020. He's the one that's uh, experienced by far the most success. Uh, and 
that success comes with it. Some departures on yeah. the offensive side. They lose Shane Steichen. Uh, both, mind, mind you, Sirianni and Steichen, former Chargers, um, but I digress. But they lose offensive coordinator Steichen. They lose defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Those are now both head coaches in the NFL. On the offensive side, it's Brian Johnson, uh, the former quarterback's coach, emerging to the uh, the offensive coordinator position. So a little good uh, transition there. And, and last year uh, with um, Deshaun Desai uh, as the new defensive coordinator, he's sort of a Vic Fangio uh, disciple, essentially came over uh, from the Seahawks, but uh, was before that a long time uh, a coordinator and coach for the uh, Chicago Bears, uh, certainly back there when Fangio was running the show. And these Eagles wrote a big old check this offseason yeah. to secure their favorite playmaker. Yeah, obviously, one of the biggest offseason stories was um, the, these quarterbacks that were coming up from the 2020 draft, actually the first five of which are all starters in the NFL right wow. now. And um, yeah, and Hertz was the fifth of them and he's gotten his deal five years, $255 million, uh, arguably well worth the money, the dual threat that he is, the work ethic that he brings. Um, I just, you, you don't hear a single negative thing about what this guy no. brings to the locker room, to the field every day in practice and to game day. Um, uh, yeah, he's arguably one of the top quarterbacks and he's paid like it now. Yeah, dude. And he works his tail off, man. It sucks for me that, uh, to see my, another former sooner go to the Philadelphia Eagles. Oof. Um, but you cannot, uh, not respect his game and the work ethic. And he's just such a natural yes. leader. But yep. Dave, Howie Roseman's also killing it on the draft. And it's pretty easy, I guess, when you're just taking uh, defenders out of <laughs> Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Easy. If you just target the best team in college football, uh, you get things going there. And that's what they did. They've brought in over the last two drafts five Georgia Bulldogs from that from the defensive side of the football. And this year's one, they got arguably a steal with Jalen Carter because of the off-field issues that uh, transpired there. Uh, and then linebacker Nolan Smith. So those are two, uh, you know, studs on the defense. Later in the draft, they brought in Keely Ringo, who uh, a lot of people think is going to be uh, also a, a star in the NFL once he acclimates there too. And last year, Obviously, Jordan Davis early, the big, big, big body defensive yeah. lineman and the Kobe Dean, the do everything linebacker who hadn't really shown it yet, uh, but they're still looking for um, him to advance. But that's an insane amount of dudes from one defensive unit to go into the same uh, on the same squad into the NFL. Yeah. And how he crushing again, trading for A.J. Brown. That's kind of when Jalen Hurts in this offense really took off. But this was the number yeah. one running offense in the NFL last year. Um, got a couple different players in the backfield, though, for the new season. Yeah, they moved on from Miles Sanders. Uh, arguably, he did not break the bank on another team. I believe it was about a $6 million a year contract. But uh, what they did was, I thought, they have a nice, nice, uh, I guess, reclamation project practically with Rashad Penny. But if you take the times when Rashad <sighs> Penny was healthy, Ugh. the dude is incredibly explosive. And then the DeAndre Swift, they bring in uh, literally for a ham sandwich, it seemed like, in terms of how they acquired him in terms yeah. of draft compensation. Uh, so they restocked the the cupboard there. They still retain Boston Scott uh, and Kenneth Gainwell. So it's a really, really strong running back group. But if you look at what the possible upside is with Penny and Swift right there, that's a lot more explosive unit than it was last year. Yeah, and they also bring in Marcus Mariota. I love the fit in this offense. And 
even yeah. a mentorship on the starter. Um, even though he's going to be the backup, he's going to have a lot of, you know, good insight and info that he can give Jalen Hurts. And Dave, they couldn't sign everybody because they had so many guys do, but they did a great job of re-signing the core of that defense. Yeah, re-signing uh, Fletcher Cox, uh, James Bradbury at corner, and Darius Lay at corner, defensive end Brandon uh, Graham, and um, also on the offensive side, Jason Kelsey, who we failed to mention, yeah. but they did lose a couple of guys, like you mentioned. Uh, uh, Javon Hargrave was a guy that they had to uh, say goodbye to, um, and also C.J. Um, Gardner-Johnson, as well as uh, linebacker T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White. So they do lose a handful of dudes, uh, but I think they more than adequately um, – first of all, they retained more than we thought they would, Yeah, and then they really did replenish uh, with the – with the guys they acquired, they seem to have restocked the cupboard again. But I guess the Eagles had another off season that seems to have been quite outstanding. Yeah, the pundits have already given them the NFC, so I guess we don't need to watch the the season. They're online <laughs> to win that division again, even though no one's done it in almost twenty years. And Ooh. they're going to the Super Bowl. So you heard it here first <laughs> jk oh man that's gonna do it for the nfce so many ways you could check out the football dudes the trend zone podcast you're listening to right now available for subscription on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. And guess what people we're now on amazon music that is correct folks like us on instagram facebook and follow us on twitter at football dudes la make sure you tag us across all those media platforms thank you and you can just head on over to footballdudes.com. That is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. We're not the suits to talk football. We're the dudes that know football. For Dave, I'm Casey. We're out of here.